Good morning. From the newsroom of the Financial Times, today is Tuesday, February 5th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Today, investors worry about Alphabet's spending spree. Prime Minister Theresa May heads to Belfast to find a solution for the Irish backstop. And a new study finds that venture capitalists lose out on money when they ignore women. Then the FT's U.S. Markets editor, Robin Wigglesworth, takes us through investing legend Bill Gross's career after news that Gross is stepping off the global investment stage. I'm Eric Krupke, and here's the news you need to start your day. Google parent company Alphabet reported fourth quarter earnings on Monday. And though it beat Wall Street's revenue expectations, Alphabet ended last year with unprecedented spending on investments, which dented the company's profit margins. Shares in Alphabet fell almost 3% after hours as investors digested the news. In 2018, Alphabet put a total of $25.1 billion into capital spending. That's almost double the $13.2 billion spent the year before. The biggest rise in spending came from licensing original content for YouTube and expanding the company's cloud computing division. It comes as rivals Amazon and Facebook have also reported higher spending. Wall Street's unease about the binge was tempered by a stronger-than-expected performance from Google's advertising business. Alphabet's gross revenue grew by nearly 22% to $39.3 billion, almost $400 million more than was expected. Alphabet's earnings per share also beat expectations, although that figure was boosted in part by an unusually low tax rate. Prime Minister Theresa May is set to head to Northern Ireland today. She'll pledge to find a solution for her backstop plan. Mrs. May will also reiterate her commitment to the 1998 Good Friday Agreement, which helped bring peace to Ireland after years of violence. Many conservative Eurosceptics and Northern Ireland's Democratic Unionist Party worry that the temporary customs union between the EU and the UK would last indefinitely. The region's original first minister, David Trimble, has pledged to take the UK government to court over claims that the backstop contravenes the Good Friday Agreement, or GFA. He wants the backstop removed from the deal. The UK government insists Mrs. May's deal does not affect the principle of the GFA. The pressure for Mrs. May to avoid a no-deal Brexit is also mounting. On Monday, the FT reported that the UK government promised carmaker Nissan in 2016 that it would not be adversely affected by Brexit. That led to Nissan's decision to build new models at its Sunderland car plant on England's northeast coast. Nissan reversed that decision over the weekend, announcing it would shift production back to Japan. And new research shows that ignoring women is costing venture capitalists money. A U.S. accelerator called Mass Challenge examined 350 companies that went through its program last year. It found that businesses with only men were a worse investment. Male founders were often favored by investors, but tended to make less money for those backers. For every dollar of funding given to the companies in this program, startups with women on the board generated 78 cents. Those founded by men only generated 31 cents. But Mass Challenge also found that businesses founded or co-founded by women average about $935,000 in investment. That's compared with $2.1 million invested in companies founded by men. And here's a closer look at one of today's big stories. Bill Gross is a man that they call the Bond King. King of Wall Street, the reputation built on years of strong returns. Because he is quite possibly the figure that's dominated fixed income investing the most thoroughly for 40 years now. That's the FT's U.S. markets editor, Robin Wigglesworth. 
and he's talking about investing legend Bill Gross. Gross announced on Monday that he'd be leaving asset manager Janice Henderson. In a statement announcing his retirement, Gross said, quote, I'm off, leaving this port for another destination with high hopes, sunny skies, and smooth seas. Robin says that's exactly Gross's style. He happens to be a very colorful character as well, very outspoken. He wears ties around his neck like they're a bit of a scarf, and he does yoga, and he collects stamps, and he tends to use very colorful metaphors when describing investing. Not uh, the beginning of a bear market, but the ending of an epical bond uh, bull market, and I uh, show it here in terms of a smiley face. <laughs> but we've got this up in our investment So Bill Gross started his career at Pacific Mutual Life in 1971, where he helped manage money on behalf of the insurance company's clients. And there he managed to grow PIMCO as an asset management subsidiary into an absolute giant of the investing world. And when he started there, they managed $12 million. And when he left, there were close to $2 trillion worth under management. And that was in large part because of the drive of Bill Gross. He turned bond investing from a boring, sleepy thing that maths nerds did into something that was glamorous and fun and exciting. In many ways, he laid the groundwork for what we call macro investing, betting on the ebb and flow of global interest rates and currencies and central banks and economies around the world. Well, like many people who have had a fantastic, successful career, you know, eventually you start believing your own hype. And that is when things started to fall to pieces at PIMCO. Then he clashed with the CEO of PIMCO called Mohammed El Arian. You know, breaking news, uh, Gross gets mad once in a while. You know, not quite Rob Ford, Lindsay Lohan, or Chris Christie uh, types of headlines. And eventually that ended with El Arian leaving PIPCO, and that is when the end really began. So Bill Gross then appointed a series of other lieutenants to help him, but in the end he fell out with them as well. And together they basically said it's us or Bill, and then Bill sensing the writing on the wall, jumped ship before he could be pushed. In a surprise move, PIMCO's Bill Gross has left the company he founded more than four decades ago. Ending up at Janus Henderson. Janus Fund is the Roman god of transitions and new beginnings and is famous for having two faces and Gross too is a tale of two personalities. And there he started a new fund that was supposed to be a more freewheeling sort of what he did, the way he did it when he first started his career. Unfortunately, it didn't end up that way. Janus Henderson, which was supposed to liberate him from the shackles imposed at PIMCO, has in fact shown that maybe he was a little bit more dependent on the team around him than he would care to admit. We all think that all our success is thanks to our own brilliance, and any failures and mishaps we have is due to everybody around us. But the truth is most people work better in a team. Just look at the recent Super Bowl victory of the Patriots again. You know, Tom Brady might be the star, but he can't win the game without Julian Edelman, for example. So investing in many ways is very similar. 
where you might have a star fund manager, a star hedge fund manager that gets all the plaudits and get the headlines in the financial press. But in reality, they all depend on sometimes an army of analysts and portfolio managers and economists and risk management consultants that help them do the best work possible. And Janus Henderson, because he came there as a rock star, he just didn't have the infrastructure set up. So nobody really put a control on him. And he just maybe needed that support network more than he thought he did. It's easy to forget the legacy of Bill Gross because his recent performance has been so weak. But maybe it's like politicians that most investing careers end in failure of some sort. But that doesn't detract from the fact that Bill Gross leaves a legacy of investing that is almost unparalleled in the history of finance. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today we'll be following U.S. President Donald Trump's State of the Union speech. The president is expected to focus on border security and immigration. He has yet to convince Congress to fund his planned wall along the Mexican border. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for all the latest business news. Did you know the Capital Ideas podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea? Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation, partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024.